This is the Payback Time Podcast, where we interview driven individuals who have achieved or are well on their way to achieving financial freedom. We break down the steps required to generate leveraged income, including but not limited to stock investing, online business, traditional business, and real estate. Each episode breaks down the mistakes made, victories achieved, and the overall journey that led them to where they are today. Sean Tepper is your host, and here is today's episode. My next guest has a really inspirational story about overcoming the loss of his wife. He has two children and he needed to move himself into a career where he can control his schedule. In other words, he needed more free time. So he turned his attention to real estate investing. His specialty is lease to own properties. Please welcome Chad Heater. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Hey, really appreciate you joining me today. All right. So I'd like you to start out by first telling us your career backstory. Uh, geez, when I get when I get this question, I'm 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 always hesitant because um, I I was one of those uh, kids that I, I kind of wanted to do everything and um, uh-huh. um, have done a lot in my life. I'm I'm now 49 years old, and when I review some of the stuff that I've done, I'm it's 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 a little bit overwhelming i i don't have a straight story um <clears throat> i i went to uh, my background um and and study wise was uh, in biochemistry and marine science and then i I, okay. I was a high school science teacher with the teach for america um i don't know if you're familiar with that you you know you teach no. in uh low income areas around the country and i did that in uh, in a town called macon georgia but the thing I always wanted to do, I always wanted to travel. I, I, I went to Japan after that, and I lived in a small village for two years. Um, and, then, and then decided I, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, and okay. saved, up my money, saved up my money from teaching in Japan and moved to New York. Um, got into filmmaking, documentary film. That led me into actually going <clears throat> into, um, into uh, a master's program in journalism at, at UC Berkeley. And that's when that was my longest span of careers, about uh, just over 15 years uh, doing documentary film for um, various outlets, including the BBC, and then moving my family to the Middle East a few years ago wow. uh, to to run a um, a documentary, l- launching a documentary unit for the 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 Qatari uh, station. Um, uh, it's it's uh, QTV, Qatar Television in Doha. Okay. And so um, done a lot of stuff, but you know. I, I'm now uh, I'm now a real estate investor, and geez, um, that came about because I, I'm I'm actually a third generation real estate investor. Um, my my grandparents, and then my dad, and my mom, even, and then now myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, um, you know, one of my first jobs as a kid was picking up trash and uh, you know and mowing lawns at my my dad's uh, real estate and invest uh, uh, rental properties in Kansas okay. City, Kansas. Um, I've owned a, I've owned a few, uh, uh, rental properties as well. Um, uh, but what got me into where I am now, um, my, my wife, uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Um, she was battling breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that put me in a position to have to figure out, oh, okay, what's my next, what's my next move career wise and job wise, uh, doing something that I could, um, 
I have two kids. My, 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 my kids are mm -hmm. 10 and 13 and what I can do during the day while they're at school um, and still, uh, and still, um, you know, earn an income um, and, and then take care of them as well. So that got me into real estate investing full time um, and specifically doing uh, creative, uh, creative terms, terms deals. Sure. Um, and with the, with the group, um, smart real estate coach. Um, and, um, it's a group that, uh, it's, I think we're up to about almost 75 individual investors around the country and we do creative terms deals in real estate. Um, and I can go deeper into what, what, what those, what those mm -hmm. terms look like, but, um, it's given me the opportunity to, um, to, to work, a, to build a business and to, create some really lucrative deals uh, in the way we structure our real estate terms. Uh, and those terms are, are typically with lease purchases, owner financing, or subject to. Um, but that's, that's kind of been the journey. I know that's, a, again, like I said at the beginning, it's not a straight story of how I got to where I am doing, doing real estate investing. But it is interesting that, again, both of my parents, my grandparents were involved in real estate. And it's something that it kind of was in my blood and I, mm -hmm. I fell back on when I needed to, uh, after, you know, like I said, after my wife passed away and I, I needed to, to figure out how I was going to, uh, move forward, uh, income wise and, and also, you know, uh, structure, structure my, my days, uh, in which, um, to, to be able to, to, to work and then also care for my kids. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, that's it. It really, <laughs> Impressive background there, very diverse background. And and first off, I just want to say, you know, I'm I'm sorry for the loss of your wife. And thank you. Thank and you. Um, cancer has uh, devastated my family as well. Um, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Lost, yeah. lost my mother and almost lost my father to it. So, so I I, I do understand what yeah. you're going through there. Yeah. I, before we get into the fundamentals of real estate, you know, mindset and overcoming obstacles like that are always really challenging. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners here. Everybody's going through something that's yes. really heavy. When, when you lost your wife, what were, were you doing real estate investing at that time? Or was that like a catalyst that helped you make the transition point? Well, I, I did. We, we, uh, so we live in Colorado now. Um, we we moved out here um, from India, Indiana, Indianapolis, and I had a couple of rental properties. We we lived in a in a duplex for several years, um, and then I I was rehabbing a home during that period as well. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of investment properties, and again, it's just something like I guess when you grow up, growing up in it, it was just something comfortable and mm -hmm. right. it was something that I I understood from from owning a rental property and I was comfortable with those aspects. Um, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, there wasn't a wide, there wasn't a wide, a huge breadth of, of background, you know, that, that I was coming forth with, but in terms of um, my experience, I rehabbed a house, a couple of houses and then I had mm -hmm. some rental properties and it was just something that, again, felt comfortable. And, and I just started sure. to explore more opportunities. I mean, a lot of folks know, um, in, in terms of if you're into real estate investing, you're probably familiar with bigger pockets, 
Uh, it's actually based in, um, uh, in Denver. Um, Got it. I explored bigger pockets. I explored a lot of different podcasts. Um, you know, it was an exploratory time for me to, to figure mm -hmm. out, okay, what am I going to do next? And so the, the smart real estate group, um, the gentleman who started that Chris Prefontaine went through a similar kind of, uh, in 2008 lost almost everything, um, mm. through the, uh, through that real to the 2008 real estate debacle. Yep. And he started to do terms deals, uh, and structure it in this way. And, um, and that's how he, he, he basically, you know, came back, um, uh, from, from, from his loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I heard the, uh, and, and it was on a podcast that I heard him and it just struck a chord. Um, he was, he was a down to earth, earth guy. And, and I, I explored his course. It's called the quantum leap system. That's QLS. And I'm actually going to be a, a starting coaching for that program, uh, next month. And so it just, uh, it just made sense. It just made sense. Um, there are so many options, you know, I mean, a lot of folks are fans of, uh, Robert Kiyosaki in terms of real estate. Yep. There's just so many ways you can make money in real estate. And I think, you know, I think once you find that comfortable way, whether that's investing in apartment buildings, uh, multifamily homes, single family homes, there's all, um, you, know, you, know, you can make money, you can make money, but you want, you, you, you want to find the way that, that that's most comfortable in doing so. Right. Um, and so in the, in the terms deals that we can talk about, it's, uh, it, it felt comfortable to me. And, um, and one aspect I like it because there's there's no money down on on these properties that that we that we um, wow that we're we we take on so yeah that's 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 a huge benefit as well. Let's take a quick commercial break. Have you ever lost money in the stock market? You either listened to someone you know and trust, heard a comment on the news, or tried to follow a trend. Yeah, I think we've all been there. Most people lose money in the stock market because they make decisions based on emotions. What if you could remove emotions from investing? What if you could make consistent returns in the stock market based solely on logic? And what if there's a software that handled that logic for you? Ticker makes investing easier, smarter, and faster. Before Ticker launched, it was backtested through the 2008 recession. Here are the surprising results. In 2008, the market dropped by 38%. Ticker was up 24%. In 2009, the market went up by 23%, ticker was up 72%. And in 2010, the market went up by 12%, ticker was up 96%. Ticker helps you understand when to buy and when to sell and gives you a reason why a stock is a great investment. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.pro. That's T-Y-K-R.pro. Again, ticker.pro. Well, good for you for making that transition, you know, from having such a loss in your life to, you know, you're, you're going to move forward here. You, it's fortunately a familiar industry because you grew up in the real estate investment industry and it pretty much sounded like, all right, this is a path forward because I know I can do this because I've seen it done before. And you were probably thinking about the freedom it provides to you. You're not um, chained to a cubicle or 10, 10 to 12 hours a day, um, you've, you've got the opportunity where you can create your own business and create leveraged income. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So let's dive into that. You mentioned at a few points, creative opportunities, creative deals. Could you go into that a little bit? Sure. Um, um, 
let me take an example of um, an owner finance deal that, that we may structure. And I'll, I'll give you an example here in Colorado. So um, a lot of folks are, have second homes or retirement homes here in, in Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, a gentleman, uh, I'm, I'm actually in, in rural Colorado. I'm about two and a half hours south of Denver. Got it. Um, a seller that I connected with um, last summer, he had been trying to sell his his home uh, for just over a year with on on the traditional market on the MLS with a realtor. He had built this. Uh, it was a custom home. It was his planned retirement home, um, and he started building this. I think in uh, 2013, and uh, and they had lived there off and on. Uh, he lived also in his home base was in South Carolina, um, but he had he was a retired military and planned to come out here. You know, after mm -hmm. he did his full retirement. Uh, you know, the way life happens, he, 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 he was single at the time he met, he met a partner, he met someone he, and he and his partner got married and they decided that they were not going to move out here to Colorado. So he has this home that he's been trying to sell to the realtor. Uh, wasn't able to move and it's a unique property in that it's a custom cabin. Um, it kind of is, um, you know, from a standpoint of, um, uh, kind of, um, uh, a unique property from, he built it kind of as a, a single, it was, it was kind of one big man cave, uh, if, that, sure. if that makes sense. You yeah. know, it was, it, it wasn't the, it, he wasn't trying to build a, a you know, a, a home that would, you know, would then resell to a family of four or anything like that. He kind of built it to his own specs. It was a it's a beautiful cabin. It's a beautiful log, log home. It's actually bigger than a cabin. It's about 2,500 square feet. Okay. Um, but it's just, it also sits on uh, 60 acres wow. of land. So it's a, it's a unique property in that. Um, and so I, I get that it was, uh, it was kind of, kind of a hard sell because so much of the, so much of the price is also built into that land. And if you don't have, you know, a, a specific use for that land, you, you, you may not need 60 acres. Right. Anyway. So, um, we talked back in July and then, um, of last year and, and he put it back on the market with another realtor. And it just wasn't moving uh, about four months later. He calls me up. He says, Chad, you know, what can you do? Um, and so what I did, I took his, uh, we took his home um, uh, under contract with an owner finance deal. And I told him that, you know, let me, let me take it to the market and see what I can find for you as in terms of a buyer. Um, I, I guaranteed he, he came up with a price that he wanted. Um, and just for numbers, he wanted uh, $450,000. Okay. Um, but, but the, the, we knew we could get much more out of the property um, to, to do it as a, as a rent to own or lease to own property when we market it to, to our network. And so I said, give me, give me 90 days uh, to see what I can find, see what, see what kind of uh, buyers, uh, tenant buyers we can come up with. And within about three and a half months, we found, uh, found a young man, a, a business owner who, uh, who is a, has a landscaping business and does some, some consulting and he just fell in love with that property and he had all kinds of ideas in terms of what to do with the land. Um, and also it, it, it fit him too, as this, uh, <clears throat> like I said, kind of a, as a single person, um, that this home was, was a perfect fit. Um, we found that that buyer in about three and a half weeks actually. Wow. Um, and, um, he took that property on for $500,000. So that's one way that we get we get uh, paid is that spread that we're able to market our properties, um, you know, at a, at a fair market value, um, and and the buyer is in that property. He has three years to qualify for a mortgage. 
and I, and I apologize, you could go ahead and interrupt me if I, if I jump around too much, but, but the attraction <laughs> for that buyer was because he's, uh, this buyer, he's self-employed. Um, and on that right. side, he needed some time to qualify for a mortgage. He needed yes. about 24 months to qualify for a mortgage. So you had the seller, we had the seller on one side who was having trouble selling this property. Okay. Yep. But he won, he had his number in mind. It was because it was a free and clear property. He wanted to get at least $450,000 out of the property. We then found a buyer who needs some time to qualify. Okay. Mm -hmm. And is looking at this as an opportunity to get into a, to a, to a property that he couldn't normally get into right now. Yep. Um, so he takes it on at $500,000. So it's a win-win on, on both sides. Yep. And then how we actually make money. Um, the property um, is now, uh, I, my, my, my company owns the property. So I'm responsible to get my seller and get that, get that seller paid off in that 36 months. Got it. Um, so, uh, I've got to get my buyer, uh, to the, to the end zone in terms of mm -hmm. the finish line, in terms of qualifying. Um, he's making, uh, the buyer's making lease payments of about, tw uh, about two, two thousand, uh, around $2,000 a month. Yep. Um, He's responsible for all the maintenance and repairs. He's not a renter. He's a buyer. He's responsible for all the maintenance and repairs on the property. And then paying the seller $1,600 a month. So there's about a $400 spread there. Got it. Out of that, out of that $400 though, I do pay, I do pay uh, homeowners insurance, insurance as well. And there's some property taxes to be paid out of that. So mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a small spread built in there that we're also making money each month. And then... The uh, what we paid to the seller, we're paying him uh, principal payments only. So that sixteen hundred dollars principal only comes off the back end. Um, once once we once the um, once my buyer finds that the the um, qualifies for a mortgage, and so if we add up all those numbers, um, and let's 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 just say let's say my buyer qualifies in twenty four months for his mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I'd have the, the monthly spread. We'll just say it's $250 times 24 months. That's $6,000 that I'm, that I would have earned. Yep. Um, there's that $50,000 spread that comes between the, uh, what I'm paying the seller and, uh, what the buyers, uh, what the buyers paying me. Yep. And then there's the principal only payments, the $1,600 a month times 24. That's uh, initial $38,000. That that comes off the uh, uh, that comes uh, off the off the price that I'm paying the seller. So altogether, uh, that's thirty thousand plus six thousand is forty four thousand plus another fifty thousand. Okay, that's yep. what not ninety four thousand, just just around ninety four ninety five thousand dollars that will net from that from that deal over the duration of. Over 24 that, to 36 months. 20, exactly. Exactly. Now, if it's, it goes longer than 24 months, obviously there, there's more principal pay down to be added on to that. Yes. And that's no money down as well. So we get into that. I got in that home uh, with no money down. I, I did have to pay the closing costs. Okay. Yep. Those closing costs, um, I think were about $8,000. Okay. But that comes, that comes right out of the down payment that my buyer put down at the beginning. He put down $15,000 at the beginning. Doesn't cut into your net. Exactly. It doesn't. Nice. So, um, so, um, so again, there's no cash out of pocket, uh, in the way we structure these deals, um, in our group, uh, like I said, in, in our, in our uh, group of net our network of investors, the, mm -hmm. 
be the, the, the it depends on the deals because because um you know some deals might net you around forty thousand dollars um some can net we've had some deals net uh people over a 10-year term might net to in, into 250 to three hundred thousand um, dollars wow. over 10 years yeah so it's it's uh, it's jaw dropping sometimes in terms of like looking at, at these deal structures. And now you're not getting that payday all at once. No. Um, and, but it's, it's over time. Uh, but, uh, again, you, our goal is to, to build up a number of these properties, you know, each year and, uh, with the payouts over, over time. And, and, and therefore you have that cash flow coming in after about, you know, uh, two to three years. Um, uh, we, we try to coach, coach our students to, uh, come in with the mindset they're they're going to be building a business over over a three year period, um, and that's and that's what we encourage them to do. It's not it's not getting rich quick. That's definitely not because these are terms deals and you have to um, they have to right. uh, go to go to the go to the term to you have to. Uh, I don't get paid until my buyer qualifies for their mortgage. So yep. there's some there's some risk in there. They may not qualify, and if they don't, then you have to pivot. And we have other ways to pivot. Uh, to you know, then close the deal as well. So, mm -hmm. I have so many questions. Yeah, with, sure. With everything you just went through, I want to talk about the risks here because let's say you bring in a renter, and after thirty-six months, they cannot buy the home. What happens then? Do you extend it, or do you have to like find a new renter? How does that work? Yeah, and 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 we actually don't we we don't we don't look at our just just to clarify, we don't look at them as renters. Because they put down a, a, a down payment, um, the, the term we use are tenant buyers because they're yes they are tenants, but the mm -hmm. expectation is that they're going to be buying be be buying as well. And the way we structure the leases too, uh, from a legal standpoint, uh, it's not a it's not a it's not a rental agreement. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a lease purchase on the on their side. Um, but to answer your question, so if if someone is not able to qualify, um, we typically build in. So in this, this example that I just gave you, my, my term with the seller is 36 months. Um, but, the, but the tenant buyer has between 24 and 30 months to qualify. That means if, if they're not able to do so in that time period, um, we can then put, the, put it back on the market for the, that, uh -huh. that, the remainder of that six-month period. Got it. Um, we can do that uh, with an owner financial like, like I have. I can sell the note. And and cash out the seller as well. Um, we can, uh, if the tenant buyer knows that they're not going to qualify, we can then turn around and uh, renegotiate with the seller and extend that term um, mm -hmm. and keep and keep the same tenant buyer in there. Extend the term or find another tenant buyer to qualify. So Got there's uh, there's just just as as every deal is unique. There, there's there's in, uh, an infinite number of ways to pivot out, out uh, from a deal to exit it. Smart. So it, and I'm sure those communications are upfront with that sure. the tenant. So they know that they've got, let's say 24 months, but you, you put like a, a milestone ahead of yourself and say, Hey, I'm aiming to get that mortgage within 24 months, but I have as long as 30 months to make that happen in this deal scenario. In this, in this example, and, and, and you're right, yeah. it's all about communicating upfront. So everyone knows exactly what they're getting into Yes. Um, you know, the inherent risks, um, you know, the way that we could, we could help out, you know, if something does go wrong, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, in, in, in addition, in addition to that, um, you know, it should be said that the tenant buyers that we bring forth are heavily vetted. 
So yes, I was going to ask. Full, yeah, we do a full um, financial background check. We do a criminal history check. We do even yep. uh, uh, national uh, sex offender, you know, everything. We, we, we go through pretty deep dive with, with, with folks who we, we try to, uh, who, who are qualifying to, to get into this, uh, to get into our homes. Um, mm-hmm. They need to have uh, three to four times uh, gross income uh, coming in each month. Uh, yep. That, that's uh, that's uh, three to four times the, the, what, what, the, what the lease payment would be. So, yeah, so we have standards up front that they need to meet. And, um, and then we actually screen them. And when we do, we use a third-party um, third uh, company that screens them. And that company will tell us through the report that they provide tells us um, you know, um, when the tenant buyer should qualify for, for that mortgage. Uh, so they may give us a window of, you know, 18 to 24 months, 15 to 18 months, just depending on, 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 on that scenario. So got it. Got it. I want to talk about the time investment to do a deal like this. I like your example. You laid out, you've got a $450,000 home and you're going to attempt to sell it for 500,000. Of that scope of, I would call it a project. Um, how many of those can you run in parallel? You mean in terms of in terms of acquiring them, or yeah, like like let's say you've got like this gentleman here who he's like, hey, I'm gonna be your tenant, and I want to work. You know, I want to I want to sign a a contract for, you know, the 24 to 36 months you know, you're going to have to stay in contact with the buyer and seller through this process. And there's, it sounds like a lot of upfront work and a lot of work on the back end, but in the middle, it doesn't, correct me if I'm wrong, is there going to be a lot of like handholding and and a lot of labor there? You you kind of sit back. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. I I understand. Uh, So, um, you know, right now, so I've, I've been doing this full time for the last six months. I was kind of, I, I got into it after my wife passed away. I got into it about nine months after she passed away. Got it. And I was very much just kind of, you know, um, dipping my toe into it uh, for the first year, but then got serious in the last six months. Um, and I've, I, I now have uh, uh, four, four deals under my belt. Okay. And, and in terms of the, in terms of, um, Acquiring properties, you know, part of my week is is built around acquiring properties, uh, acquiring sellers, getting them interested, um, presenting offers, uh, and then if they want to go forward, presenting contracts, uh, and then the next step is um, is marketing the property to tenant buyers, um, and then right once we have a buyer secured and we close the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, there's a period in which we're, you know, the, the, the first few months I'm checking in with the tenant buyer, make sure, you know, everything's going well with the property. Um, obviously making sure we're, we're collecting their, their monthly lease payment. Yep. Um, but, but then after that, um, the property is theirs to be, you know, to do what they will. And, uh, as long as I'm getting the, we're getting the checks, we may not, uh, we'll, we'll check on the property every six months, but, um, but in terms of beyond that, um, we're, we're, the expectation is to, uh, get them to the finish line in that 24 to 30 months, mm-hmm. um, if, if in that example. And so um, there's not a lot of handholding in between there. It's, it's, it's mostly just, just checking in, you know, I'll text or email them or give them a call. Um, yep. the, the, the time is really the acquisition of properties of, uh, of, of getting the, of, of finding sellers who do this. It, it is very much a, 
finding a needle in a haystack in terms of mm-hmm. of how um of finding that seller that that you know that this works for we have other ways that we you know the example i gave you was owner financing um we work with with folks who have mortgages in place we have folks with uh you know and they may have a lot of equity in the property they may have very little equity in the property they may be upside down um all of those all of those cases you know will uh require a different approach and a, and a different uh, a different agreement on our part with with them and how that works out um uh, but 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 in the end, uh, we are we 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 are always tr- uh, trying to get the seller uh, m- more out of their property, much more than uh, in many cases, much more than they would get um, than going with it with a with on the on the MLS with the realtor, sure. uh, because because we don't charge any fees or commissions. Um, oftentimes, we we will pay a premium for the property as well, um, and. Um, so, so finding that right fit, you know, is, is probably the biggest investment, um, on the, on the example I gave you, yeah. I would say, um, going out to the property, showing the property and, uh, doing the paperwork for the, uh, for the seller and then the buyer, it was probably a total of maybe honestly about 40, 40 to 50 hours total invested. Okay. Um, you know, but, but, but I may not get you know, I, I may get, you know, one of those a month or one every other month. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, it just depends. Uh, sometimes we get much more, some, you know, uh, some depending on the market right now, this month, uh, one of my colleagues has, uh, I think, uh, taken uh, two or three under contract. So, um, but then, but then the next step is, is finding the tenant buyer, which is another, yes. you know, it's, it's not everyone, it's not a fit for everyone. So, because our, our our qualifications are pretty stringent for her qualifying, just just like just like a bank would, just like a bank, you know, has the rules. Uh, we do too. That we try to try to go by. Let's break down the acquisition strategy here for acquiring your both your seller. It sounds like you start with the seller, and then if you could go into the buyer as well, if you could break down that process. Sure. We um, so we use a variety of databases to to get um. Uh, uh, seller information. Um, if if the if the seller was listed with a um, with a realtor, mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't reach we don't reach out to that seller until that until their contract has expired with the realtor. Uh, we don't want to step on any toes. You know, gotcha. if, if you've got it with a realtor, that's great. But once that contract and once that agreement expires. Uh, it pops up into a database that we use, and um, we're able to access the 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 contact information for the seller um, if 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 they put in that information, um, and then we reach out to the seller and say, you know, hey, we, we, it looks like you've um, looks like your your home was on the market recently, um, you know, can you tell us about your property? And there there and we have the conversation about okay, wh- what what are their needs, and um, uh, what, what are their goals for getting that property sold? And, you know, it's not a good fit. Our model is not a good fit for everyone. Uh, right. but, but again, making those calls, talking to, to several people a day, um, hundreds over a month, uh, we, you know, we, we find, we find the right fit. And so, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a process in which we're, we're, we, we use a database that, that, uh, mm-hmm. allows us to access, um, uh, expired or withdrawn, uh, listings from realtors, um, from the MLS. And then also we're able to, to scrub that list for, for sale by owner. 
uh, as yep. well. We get that information. And we also, the, the, the same database gives us uh, information when something is, is um, uh, for rent by owner. So if there are investment properties that are uh, going the market for rent, we, from time to time, we'll reach out to, um, to, uh, to other investors who have rental properties and just, just say, hey, uh, um, we saw your, you know, your home was uh, on the market for rent. You know, uh, is there any chance you'd be interested in selling it? Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a model in which they, could, they, they can sell the home, put a buyer in there instead of a renter, and they can still be netting the same spread, the same income from that property, yep. but with a deadline in, say, uh, you know, three to five years to, to actually sell the property and cash out. Yep. So it's 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 uh so so getting the 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 sellers so, so that we have a variety of ways to to contact mm-hmm. sellers, you know we'll either scrub uh, Craigslist and we'll also scrub um, Zillow uh, okay. as well to 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 find sellers uh, who who may be motivated, um, and then on the buyer side once we have the have the home under agreement we we market it uh, you know just as uh, you know any any home is usually marketed we don't typically market on MLS, um, but, but you can, we, we do have, there are circumstances in which, uh, we will market on MLS for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll market on Facebook, on Zillow, on Craigslist. Uh, okay. and then, and then there's a, there's a, there's hundreds of, of other, um, private websites that we, we market to as well. Um, and we also have homes that are when, when uh, high end homes that we do an executive lease program as well. We'll market on, on those sites. Uh, so yeah, again, every, every deal is unique. Uh, every mm-hmm. seller situation is unique and, and finding the, finding the, the right buyer, the, ter- the right tenant buyer is a unique, um, excursion as well. So, um, yeah. Does that That's, answer your question? It, it does. I, I thought that was great. <laughs> and then let's say you talk to a hundred sellers that are in that scenario, like their listing expired and you talk to a hundred, what percentage move forward with you? That's a, that's a good question. Um, so on, on average in our, in our group and, and, and we are all encouraged to keep, keep those numbers. Um, it's usually mm-hmm. about, um, it's usually about 40 phone calls that we make, uh, which then gets us to maybe 30. And, and again, this depends on, on the market. It can yep. be 30 to 40 phone calls, for example, to get an appointment. And it wow. might take, um, it might take four appointments to get a contract. All right. And it might take it. four, and it might take getting out four contracts to get that signed deal. <laughs> a hustle. <laughs> so okay, so that so you multiply that four contracts at the at the at the back end. It's about mm-hmm. 160 calls. Yes. Overall, say 160 to 200 calls that you might make to get that to get that contract. But but therein, it's like um, okay, so so on these 200 calls that I'm making, how much time am I spending? You know, on those calls, right. we try to we try to. Uh, we try to teach that that you know you don't need to be on the on the phone call uh, initially more than more than six minutes to basically qualify someone. Right. Your first phone call, you're you're really qualifying for a no. You want you want to get you want to get as many no's out of the way to get to your to get to a yes. Mm-hmm. And so you might spend um, you know any on average maybe three to six minutes on those calls. Um, and then, uh, obviously when someone is interested, it might be a longer phone call or a follow-up call. Um, and even those that say no, you're always going to follow up as well. You know, the, I think the average of, in terms of, um, uh, in, in real estate, you're oftentimes looking to get at least 13, 13 touches over, over a period of, of maybe a year in which you might then find 
um, you know, reaching out, uh, that that person who was a no a year ago, all of a sudden is in a different life situation. And now it's a yes. Do you collect email addresses and maybe keep in touch with these people via of like a newsletter? Okay, great. Sure. We, we, we do, um, we do, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we have a, there's a variety of follow-up uh, CRM systems that, that people will use. And, um, mm-hmm. I use one that, yeah, we'll, um, will automatically do some follow-ups via email or text. Cool. Um, and that's, and that's with people's permission. You know, when, when someone yep. says, you know, don't call me again, I'm not going to call them again. And, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> and we'll put right. them on a do not call list. Um, we try to be respectful of, of that, of course. And, um, um, you know, and, and they're in play by those rules as well. So, yeah, but follow-up is key. Follow-up is key because you just never know. And then, and the deal that, that I, the example I gave you at the beginning, that was the, that was a follow-up call the, from um, uh, four months later. I hadn't heard from him, and I gave him a call, and he's like, you know, let's 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 give it a shot. Sure. Well, from my perspective, it seems like a very soft sell. You're catching somebody who wants to move a home. They can't move your home, and within six minutes, you could explain, hey, we got a solution for you. It's not for everybody, but it can get you cash flow sooner than later and potentially sell your home outright. Right. <laughs> right? I've, I've heard of the pain points of people trying to sell homes. I got a story for you here. Where I live in, I live west of Milwaukee. Pewaukee is the, the name of the town and I'm right across the street from a lake. It's, there's lakes everywhere. And some of these homes go for one, two, maybe $3 million and they will sit vacant for like, I remember one home, $2 million sat vacant for like two and a half, three years, something like that. Yes. That's, almost three years, they're yes. paying property taxes of $30,000 a year because I looked it up in Zillow <laughs> and they've got no cash flow coming in for the home. Exactly. exactly. Um, and you could have, you could have come in and helped them out quite a bit. So, yeah. And, and, and we do, we do, I'm, I'm, my searches that I do are typically from $150,000 to $2 million. So we do mm-hmm. have, I currently have, um, we're, I'm marketing a home for 1.3 million and then about okay. 950,000. So on those high-end homes, of course, um, you're even, you know, uh, here's the thing, Sean, on, on any, any given day, uh, the, and this percentage uh, um, uh, differentiates depending on the market and, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and also our economic climate. On any given day, uh, an individual can walk into a a bank and qualify for a mortgage. Um, it, that percentage is about eighteen to twenty two percent. Okay. Um, which means that you know, um, that, which means there's a large swath of people that that can't qualify today, but but given some seasoning, given some time, they will qualify. And that doesn't always mean that that doesn't mean they're high risk necessarily. That right. just means the they might need um, to fix a credit bump. Uh, mm-hmm. a credit hiccup that they've had. Maybe they've gone through a divorce or they, there's a, there's a medical bill that's, <clears throat> that's held up in, um, you know, maybe litigation, something like that, yep. that, um, that they need to correct. Um, but once that's corrected, they're, they're a fantastic fit for our program. Um, they may have cash down, but again, they're self-employed and they yes. need some seasoning to qualify. And so on those high end homes, I often get the question, you know, well, this is this is a high-end home. This isn't a, a rent-to-own property. Well, uh, actually, I've got plenty of buyers, you know, on the sidelines who this would be a perfect fit for, uh, because you know, because of the 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 examples I just gave you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do deal with with high end homes, and 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 you're right. Um, you know, if a if a seller is having to make a a three or four thousand dollar you know mortgage payment on a home like that, uh, geez, uh, there are definitely <laughs> options. You know, opposed to just sitting on on the on the uh, uh, you know sitting sitting on the market on the MLS. You know, for, right. for that long. Uh, you know, right. they could be getting someone in there to to cover that mortgage plus make a spread. And with with the um, with a with a deadline that 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 the that the tenant buyer is going to purchase that mm-hmm. home, so uh, it's it is we we can the 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 model that we provide uh, provides solutions and can and provides uh, can provide a lot of relief for people. It's stressful to sell a home. It really is stressful, mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, everyone everyone wants to think and and we we all want to think that we put our home on the market. And it's going to be you know sold in two weeks, uh, you know ten percent above asking price and all of that. Right. And then, you know, it's the, but it's not the case for every home. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where we come in and, and really try to help people. Sure. Can you talk about the, the challenge on the tenant side? You did mention, you know, that, that ratio, which I really appreciate is like 160 calls to one closing. Is it a little easier to find a tenant or is that challenged or is it just as difficult? There's a buyer for every home. Uh, and, and again, sure. um, you know, we may find someone in a week, we may find some properties require much longer. Um, I had a property that was uh, completely off grid uh, here in, in rural Colorado, uh, completely off grid, and it also needed some finishing work done. It, it was a, it was a relatively it's a new home basically, but the uh, the sellers just didn't have the funds to finish it. Okay. And in that and in that uh, scenario, they uh, it took a, a unique buyer to to take on that property because it was completely off grid, so they needed mm. to be. Um, they needed the the know how uh, how to how to work a uh, an off grid uh, solar electric system um, to, to 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 live off the grid. Um, that took about we found a buyer for that in about five and a half months. So that was much longer. Uh, but sure. you know, um, a home that's in a uh, highly sought after you know suburban area that 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 comes on the market, uh, we can find buyers. You know, usually within within four to six weeks, uh, if not sooner. So. Sure. Uh, but again, the, the, you know, um, the buyers have their unique situations as do the sellers. And so uh, we want it to be the right fit. Um, we, we, we want it to be the right fit for us and, and, uh, and, and for their, you know, our sellers as well. Make sure it's, everyone gets to the finish line. Let's take a quick commercial break. Do you feel like stock investing is too confusing, too time consuming, or too risky? It doesn't have to be. Introducing Ticker, an easy to use platform that guides you to low risk high return stocks. Ticker has proven to beat the market every year for 20 years. From 1999 through 2019, the lowest annual return was 10% and the highest return was 96%. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.pro. Could you talk about one of the biggest challenges you faced with this business model? You know, in the business model itself, um, it's pretty laid out in terms of the, you know, the, the program that, that I learned from, um, again, the smart real estate coach, uh, the quantum leap system mm-hmm. that I'm going to be coaching with everything, everything's laid out pretty clearly. It's, it's, uh, if you follow the system, it, I say it works, it works. Now, the, the biggest challenge, a, a lot of folks, um, when they come into it, uh, again, it's got to, you have to have a long-term strategy. We, we want people to, to, you know, to be building this business over a, a three-year period. Yep. So you've got to be prepared for that. You've got to be prepared for that in terms of, you know, time-wise and, and, and you know, finances as well. Um, 
if, if you're going to go into this full time. Um, but then, but then the mindset, you know, the mindset when you're building a business and, uh, you know, I'm sure you could speak to this, uh, with, with your experience, um, uh, mm-hmm. the minds, the, the things that you run into oftentimes are just, you know, the biggest challenges are, are what, what's between your ears, uh, you know, getting <laughs> mindset, getting, yep. yeah, mindset, you're, you're, uh, you know, when you're faced with an obstacle or you're faced with, you know, so many people saying no what are you going to do? You know, what's, mm-hmm. what's, what, what are you doing to get back up on the horse and, uh, and move forward? Um, and for a lot of people in, in our group, you know, some people will come in with real estate background. Some people will come in with sales background and some sure. people come in, you know, completely green and, 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 and really need some, some coaching along, along the way with, with, with also the mindset of how do you, how do you overcome, you know, so many no's to get the yes. Right. Um, so, and mindset can be, you know, I think it's a, it's a, um, there's so many ways to, to address that nowadays. Uh, and that might be, um, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, I, I actually started meditating when I was uh, in my early twenties. Uh, it was something I was interested in spirituality mm-hmm. and all that. And, you know, in the last five to 10 years, like that's meditation and, and, and being, and being as clear minded as possible is, yep. is a big thing in business as well. Uh, you want to be clear uh, as you, as you go forward and, and and build your business and do deals and uh, uh, so yeah that's what I would say the the biggest challenge in overcoming and it's and it's individual is, is mindset um, yeah w- what's what's your experience with that and with that Sean in terms of like you, can you give an example of what you had to overcome as an investor and in, in building your business <laughs> I I could go on and on about my numerous failures in the world of business. So, and I'll try to keep it short because I've got a few more fun questions for you. But in my background, 15 years experience in software engineering and, and really my first business was a service business, 2006 to 2010, um, building software and building websites for people. And, And although we grew and I was able to add employees, I wouldn't call it a success because I really, I never really took home any money. I was, I was really not making much at all. But I sacrificed that to grow the business quickly. And fortunately, mm-hmm. business merged with another company and I was able to step away. So it's kind of like a win, but it was, it was a failure. But then through the years, like from 2010 to 2020, pretty much today, um, I did a lot of work. I've, I've done a lot of work in big business because it's more stable, you know, the corporate job. But I've done a lot of angel investing in tech startups. And 90% of the businesses I invested in or invested um, my time and money into, um, I lost. Wow. It's, it's very, wow. yeah, it's very difficult. I come to learn though, after this time period, that angel investing in tech businesses, it can win big, but the winning ratio is like 5%. And okay. give you in the audience perspective here, venture capitalists, they'll invest in a hundred businesses and they will lose on 95 of them. But the wins from those five will outweigh the losses significantly. That's why you hear VCs in the tech space are looking for businesses to invest in that eventually IPO, initial public offer. Sure. That's where the big money's made. So it's, it, that's a risky game. So it, it made me feel a little better. Um, I've then transitioned, you know, five years ago to the world of uh, the public sector. Um, it, it's a lot easier to make money in the stock market because you have historical data and you have proven businesses, but I'll circle back to mindset. Like there was one time I invested in a business and I actually went full time with it and I lost 
all savings, everything. And I got mm-hmm. into considerable amount of debt, like tens of thousands of dollars. And um, I was really bummed out. Like I was so frustrated with myself. How did I let it get to this point? Sure. And I had to take a step back and realize that, you know, business is a tool for good or a tool for bad. Mm-hmm. It, but that's it. It's a business. And to be emotionally wrapped up into a business was my fault in the beginning. Um, and that, it helped me train my mindset. So now as an investor in the public sector, I have no emotional attachment to any business. Interesting. <laughs> so Interesting. it makes it very easy for me to create work-life balance. I don't get emotionally wrapped up in trends. COVID-19 wrecked people's portfolios. Sure. Um, I fortunately was in a great position because of ticker, but uh, it's like, I don't worry about those things anymore because of those failures early on that caused that pain. I just remind myself, like, don't go back there. (laughs) It's a waste of time and energy. So I think overall summary here is the pains in our life. That's our opportunity to learn. For growth. Right. Exactly. Did you have, did you have a coach or a mentor during that time as well? Like as you're. No, I I didn't. I, um, I listen to a lot of people. I hear people. I, I like listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. There's a lot of people I pay attention to and I read a lot. So I never really had a per se coach, but there's a lot of people I would consider as uh, mentors from a distance. I never had a one-on-one with them, but um, that helped a lot. And I think, I think the discipline to self-reflect and look at, Hey, what did you do wrong? Why are your emotions the way they are? And just make that correction. um, And just, you know, just being aware of the emotions I think is something I've gotten really good at because of the pains and losses of, uh, of my earlier days. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. How yeah, about you? Do, did, do you have a coach or have you ever relied on a coach through tougher experiences? Well, I, well, I have like, like for example, so, so uh, again, just going back to the, the group I'm with now, Chris Prefontaine that, um, mm-hmm. that I work with it with smart real estate coach um, that, that is, you know, yeah, I, I do uh, part of, part of getting into the group. Um, uh, was was his his uh, was the opportunity to be coached with by him, um, just because uh, he's done thousands of deals at this point in his career, um, and I'm rarely at a loss if I take him a question mm-hmm. uh, with with it with the deal I'm working on that he doesn't have an answer. And um, nice, and that's and that's extremely valuable when you're when you're again, with, with the complexities of, of real estate and, and people's needs and, and, and what, um, you know, uh, of, of, of how, uh, of how, how, how a deal can un- unfold. It's mm-hmm. great to have someone who, with that kind of experience, yes. um, that, that, and that, and that's part of, you know, and that's part of the, uh, reason why you, we, you know, we can really build, um, you know, I'm into basically almost two thirds of my, my three year, my three year goal. Uh, or, or my three-year path of of, of, wow. of building this company, um, uh, but that's 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 the value of, of a coach as well. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, and 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 on those coaching calls, you know, we have we have group coaching calls as well. I think there's a lot of value in terms of uh, sharing um, experiences, in terms of uh, as as each of us in our network are building our our, our individual businesses, uh, both both on a you know professional and personal level as as we face challenges. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. I'm curious. Do you have employees? Uh, I, I don't. I, it's just myself, and I and I have a virtual assistant that that does some uh, okay. that does kind of the 
um, you know, so some of the some of the 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 day to day tasks that mm -hmm. I I've, I I passed on to her, which are uh, some of the database management that I that I talked about earlier. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now the the reason I ask is you sound like somebody who would be a very good leader. You're you're able to coach. You're you. able to walk people through challenges and. And I could definitely see that. I, do you do, if you're not, obviously, because you don't have a staff, you're not coaching a team of employees. Do you coach people? Like, are you looking for people to kind of join you as, I don't know if you call them um, affiliates or independent contractors or how does it work? Yeah, well, uh, so, so as part of that, as, as part of that group, and, and I'll, send you, I'll send your listeners a, a link to the Quantum, Quantum Leap system. That, that's, the, that's the initial course that we, that we, um, that we, that you basically learn the ins and outs of, of creative terms business of uh, mm -hmm. real estate investing with creative terms. Um, and in that, um, once you get, if you're interested in going forward, uh, there, there are different levels that you can get into involved. You do, you don't need to be coached. You can, you can take the course and just do it on your own. And sure. that's, you know, uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely some folks who want to be coached and, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be starting coaching, uh, with the group, uh, in the next uh, month or so. Um, I'm actually nice. just, uh, our family is moving where my kids and I are moving to a, a town south of here. And so I've got to move, uh, in the next month. And then after that, once I'm settled in, I'm going to start taking on some coaching clients, uh, with the mm -hmm. group and, uh, yeah, helping, helping people, uh, you know, build this business. It's, it's, it's a cool opportunity. Oh, you're going to do great. Oh, I, thanks. I, I can't wait to have you on again and talk about how that coaching aspect is going. I, I thanks, think Sean. you're going to be that. a star in that area for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun, and I think you'll impact a lot of people's lives. Not think, I, I know you will. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, so I want to get into the, the, the last round here. It's a fun round. It's called the rapid fire round. Okay. And what I'd like you to do is answer each question in 15 seconds or less. You ready? Oh, geez. Okay. All right. Favorite podcast. You know, this is not a business podcast, but I really love, um, it's, a, um, it's called On Being. Okay. Um, and it's with Krista Tippett and it's, it's a, it's a really wonderful podcast on spirituality and society and kind of our shared humanity. It's called on being. Yeah. I really like it. I one. will check it out. That sounds really interesting. All right. Next question here. What is a recent book you read and would recommend? It's called master life, master life. And it's by Dave Kekich and, um, Kekich is spelled K E. K I C H and some, some listeners may be familiar with uh, Kekich, uh, Kekich's credo credos okay. in which he has kind of, he has like 100, uh, 100, um, uh, rules for, for living for business and life. It's really cool. That sounds awesome. All right. Next question here. Favorite movie, uh, spinal tap. This is spinal really tap. Are you familiar with that. Oh, <laughs> oh <yeah>. right. <laughs> you know it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love it because it's 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 a mockumentary, and, yes. and, and I, I did I did documentary films. So anything that's a mockumentary, brilliant. Um, this is Spinal Tap, and there was a, a Woody Allen film called Take the Money and Run, which was uh, sure. which was a mockumentary as well. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I love that genre. Awesome, good choice. All right, favorite food? Anything Japanese? Okay, all right. How many hours do you work per week? Um, and, and including, uh, uh, including, uh, my kids or just like on the business, uh, on, the, because... <laughs> on the business side, just curious. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, that's what I found within this, you know, w w as we've been in, in, under quarantine, um, I've had to manage so many schedules. Um, right. uh, 
you know, um, I try to spend anywhere from, um, it, it's probably six days a week that I, that I work on business right now, uh, the way things are going, probably averaging about six to six to nine hours a day, just depending okay. on, on what the week has, uh, you know, in store for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's that? 36 to, to 54 hours a week, just depending on, on the week. If, if, you know, depending on what deal I'm working on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, what I really like about this business model is as you line up more deals and have more tenants in place, it, it the compounding residual income is it's just yes. incredible. And yes. you're just in the very early stages here, just getting started. Um, so it's going to be very exciting to see where this goes. Along with that coaching component, I, I can't wait to see where this goes. So. Oh, for sure. And, and also, and also again, just the flexibility, you know, mm-hmm, uh, right. when, when, you know, cause, cause again, I've got my two kids and, um, you know, if I need to take a Monday, Monday off a half day, full day, you know, if I need to take Friday oh, off, love or, it, you know, it's, it's, that's the other aspect of it yeah. that, that you don't realize, um, if I put myself back into, uh, if, if I, if I had to do a nine to five job, mm-hmm. uh, geez, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you could never do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah. So there, there, obviously there are benefits to, to that, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it's got to fit your lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Another question here. If you could go back in time to give your younger self advice, what age would you visit and what would you say? I would probably, um, probably in my early twenties and I would just say, uh, just, just, just relax. You know, nice. everything's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. Um, for for me, my early twenties, I, I just was trying to figure out everything and thought I had to have it all planned out. And it's it's uh, it's it's not true. We we can just just as much as we can, just just go with with what life is offering us and and try to be as present as possible yes. at at whatever age we're at. Is uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Wise advice. All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much. This has been. An awesome interview. I want to hand it off to you here. And if you could tell the audience where they can reach you. Sure. Yeah. My, my website is uh, Buffalo Peak Property Solutions.com. Uh, it's, it's a long one, but Buffalo Peak, and that's a P E A K, and then Property Solutions. Um, um, and uh, I'm on Facebook as well, uh, Buffalo Peak Property, or you can find me at Chad Heater. I'm, I'm based in Colorado. Um, and um, yeah, I'm happy to, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link uh, uh, to the Quantum Leap system. Great. And and I'll also, you know, if anyone signs up for that that program, I'll offer them a 60-minute uh, coaching call um, because, you know, once you dive into that program, it's it, it's a lot to ingest. And I'm happy to to, to give folks, uh, you know, an hour, an hour of my time or so to, to walk them through any questions they have. So, uh, yeah, well, awesome. I'll get that to you. All right, Chad. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for your time, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Payback Time Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please provide a review on iTunes. If you'd like to hear an interview from someone specific, please make a comment on the Payback Time Facebook page. If you're interested in becoming an affiliate and earning 30% reoccurring commission for simply sharing Ticker, visit ticker.pro slash affiliates. Remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only. If you heard any stock mentioned on this podcast, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is copyright protected by payback time. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.
Don't believe in any love, I believe I'm self-made, yeah